Shimon Peres was a great man. Great people are not different in kind from the rest of us. They do not have superhuman traits. They are like everyone else, but different in degrees. They are more tenacious than most of us. They are able to endure frustration, disappointment, and public failure better than most of us. They are more courageous than most of us. It is not that they are unafraid. It is that they overcome their fear of defeat. The greatest politicians and statesmen have often been defeated more than they have won. Their failures and setbacks are epic and even tragic. But they persist to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. That is their greatness. They never yield. They never yield not only because their personal ambitions and egos tend to be more voracious than the most of the rest of us. They never yield because the greatest of them are welded to a principle. The difference between talent and greatness is that talent is about the self. Greatness is about others. You are only as great as the cause you serve, Paris would often say. Principle has a life of its own. Principle is immortal. It outlasts the human being. Great people often describe themselves as only the vessel, the human container that gives life to the cause. It is the cause that is strong. The human vessel is fragile. That was the way of the Hebrew prophets. But I do not know how to speak, Jeremiah responds when God sends him to prophesy. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and free the Israelites from Egypt, Moses protests. It is not false modesty. It is how the human vessel is welded to the purity of principle. It was the British people that had the lion's heart, said Winston Churchill. I had the luck to be called upon to give the roar. Shimon Peres was in politics for all the right reasons. He never got rich, never wanted to make money, and never really wanted to do anything else. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, the man who attains understanding, say the Proverbs. There is nothing tragic about the death of Shimon Peres. He never considered himself old, but he was old. A 93-year-old man is old. He was not struck down in the prime of his life. His prayer was to be productive until the end, and that was granted. He worked until the very day of the stroke that would claim his life. 
He never stopped working, reading, meeting people, thinking about the future. He lived a full, rich, exciting life. He often said that he did not want to die before he died. He just wanted to live a full life, and he did. And it is a blessing, not a tragedy. Some of us die completely used up, depleted of energy and lucidity. Shimon Peres died as we read how Moses died, with his eyes undimmed and his vigor unabated. He was mentally vigorous and intellectually alive until the final two weeks of his life. So there is nothing unusual or premature about his passing. It is sad, but only because mortality itself is sad. And so the manner of his death allows us to celebrate the near century of his life. We are able to look back and give thanks for this remarkable gift bestowed upon the Jewish people. Sophocles wrote that one must wait until evening to see how splendid was the day. It was necessary to wait until the end of his life to see how splendid was the day of Shimon Peres. Were we to have evaluated him at any given moment of his life, we might have missed the essential greatness of the man. Of course, he had enormous accomplishments along the way. He oversaw arms purchases for the nascent Jewish state. He acquired many of the weapons that fought and won the Six-Day War. He was the visionary and architect of that textile factory in Dimona, otherwise known as Israel's nuclear facility. He was the engine and driver of the Oslo Accords that envisioned full peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Although the architect of Israel's defense establishment, Paris's grand vision was always peace between Israel and her neighbors. And even though the promise of the Oslo Accords seemed to have receded since 1993, Paris's response was always, peace hasn't failed. It has not yet come into fruition. All along the way, people told him that he was dreaming, that he was a fantasist, not a realist. The vision of peace that many Israelis scorned as just a dream is what drew such respect worldwide. The outpouring of genuine love, affection, deference for the great man demonstrated in these days leading up to his funeral was testament to the power of dreamers. If it is the right dream, eventually the world catches up to dreamers. We want to be in the presence of dreamers. Talented politicians see 
the daily task. Dreamers see the horizons. Wherever they go, light is sown at their feet, and they bring joy and gladness in their wake. There is part of them that is contagious. There is part of them that is irresistible. What was often said derogatorily, Paris is dreaming, did not diminish the dream of peace. To the contrary, we held Shimon Paris closer because we didn't want that dream to die. Dozens of international leaders and diplomats traveled halfway around the world just to be at the funeral for a few hours. It is extraordinary that the President of the United States flew through the night to spend half a day in Israel this morning attending his funeral. President Obama is already on the way back. He and all the other international leaders wanted to pay their respects not only to the man, but to the dream. That is the Israel that is most admired by them, the one that pursues peace relentlessly despite every setback. The man they loved and respected is gone. But the flame of principle is still burning. Keep the flame alive. That is their message to the Israeli people. Alas, for most of his 70-year public career, the Israeli people had a complicated relationship with Shimon Peres. Other Israeli leaders were content with power. Prime Minister Sharon could care less what people thought of him. Paris was not that way. He desperately wanted to be loved. But the Israeli people, weighed down by so many daily challenges, did not seem to fall in love with Shimon Paris. They often scorned his dreams. Behold, the dreamer is coming, say Joseph's brothers in the book of Genesis. Come, let us cast him into the pit, and we shall see what shall become of his dreams. So often, Israelis cast Shimon Peres into the electoral pit. Let us see what becomes of his dreams, they said. Peres was defeated many times. He served two stints as prime minister, but was never elected by the majority of the people to that position. It is a well-known tendency for Jews. From the beginning, we have scorned those who were the greatest among us. The sages of the Talmud noted that Moses, the great liberator and emancipator, was not raised among the Israelites. Why, they asked, wasn't the leader raised among the people? Why was the leader raised in the palace of Pharaoh? The rabbis responded that we Jews would have rejected 
Moses had he been raised among us. We would never have appreciated his talents because Jews take other Jews for granted. Time after time, Shimon Peres crawled out of the pit. He never gave up and always got up. And thus, it is so poignant and so proper and so moving to see that by the end of his life, Shimon Peres was not only beloved by many around the world, the man who so wanted to be loved by his own people, finally received its everlasting affection and gratitude. He was a spectacular president, a position with little political power, but with moral power to sway the hearts and minds of the people. Freed from the predatory politics of power, he became a unifying force that was the best possible face of Israel to itself and to the world. The old man was always young. He believed in the technology of the future. And he believed that Jewish genius and Jewish brain power could make enormous contributions to humanity. I have received condolence letters this week from Christian ministers and imams who were on the interfaith clergy mission I organized four years ago. They recalled with reverence and awe meeting with President Paris. They wrote to me that they will never forget being in the presence of the great man and shaking his hand. That handshake shook their world. It was the last of many times that I met him. He spoke to us about the unique role that religious leaders can play in bringing people together. He spoke of tolerance, coexistence, peace, and reconciliation. He spoke softly and modestly. He reminded us that it took the Jewish people 40 years of wandering in the desert to get to the Promised Land and 2,000 years of exile before restoring Jewish self-determination, and that it will take a long time for Israel to work out its relationship with its Palestinian neighbors. But in the meantime, he told us, you clergy, you need to help those of us working for peace and reconciliation. You need to convey the message of religious moderation, not extremism. Our Lord is not a Lord of war, said Paris. To terrorize in the name of religion is not religion, it is a psychosis, he said. Perhaps it is fitting that Shimon Peres died a few days before Rosh Hashanah. We read that on this day, God opens the book of our lives and 
what is in there proclaims the signature of every human being. Who shall live and who shall die? Who shall reach ripe old age and who shall not? The book of Shimon Peres' earthly sojourn is now closed. All the chapters have been written. What a great and moving story. In the Bible, when Shimon was born, it was his mother, Leah, who named him. When she looked at her newborn son, she proclaimed, Shama Adonai, vaiten li God has heard me and has given this son to me. How blessed we have been to have had this son of Israel born to the Jewish people. He dedicated his life to our return to the land of our birth. It was a dream that was made real because of him and his generation. Blessed be the memory of this dreamer. His dream was the dream of our people. In the words of the Psalms, Beshuv Adonai et shivatenu hainu kecholmim. When God restores the fortunes of Zion, we will be as dreamers. Our mouths shall be filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then shall they say among the nations, the eternal God has done great things for them. Restore our fortunes, O God. We shall return with songs of joy. May the memory of Shimon Peres be a blessing.